You're listening to Irish Radio Candles, Roman Abroad, and we're f- focusing this week on the Bloomsday Festivals, and they vary from city to city in Canada, but they are well uh, featured across the country, and uh, being between Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, and other venues. And we're now going to hear about what's happening in Toronto, and we're going to get a little bit of background because it's the 37th annual Toronto Bloomsday, and as we have already said, it is celebrating 100 years of the publication of Ulysses. And Richard Hart is with me, as is with as Mary Durkin from Toronto Bloomsday Festival. Thank you both for taking the time, and I really appreciate you being here, Richard and Mary. Um, who, should, who wants to grab the ball and, and go first here? Okay. Uh, <laughs> fado, fado, fado. Once upon oh. a time. Okay, very briefly. I did go to UCD. I did a degree in literature. Uh, Joyce was barely mentioned. And no idea of uh, Bloomsday or what it was. I was uh, doing an off-off Broadway show in uh, New York um, in 1985. It was uh, Brendan Behan, The Hostage. A number of the actors in the cast uh, said they were performing at Bloomsday, and they told me it had to do with James Joyce's Ulysses. Oh, okay, fine. So I went along to support them. And it was a whole series of readings, and some of them were, you know, a lot of, you know, actors who were not used to uh, uh, Irish vocal rhythms or whatever, stumbling over stuff. But then there were also these amazing gems that appeared, and all of a sudden it was like, suddenly the um, the book came alive. And uh, I particularly remember Terry Donnelly's performance of uh, Gertie and uh, somebody else who did uh, Molly. So anyway, I just thought, oh. I think we could do this in Toronto. So I came back and myself and another Dubliner, Judith McGilligan, we had produced a number of Irish shows. Uh, we had a theatre company called Anna Livia Plurabella, which was interesting is that we had a Joycean name for our theatre before we ever did any Joyce. We did it because <laughs> we were both Dubliners from the Liffey and there used to be a store a women's clothing store on Dawson Street called Anna Livia. And I always loved the name. And then I found, oh, Anna Livia. So anyway, so we started it and um, I worked on the text. She was an astonishing um, fundraiser. She'd phone anybody. So we did uh, a huge opening <laughs> of Bloomsday, um, a stage adaptation um, in a major theatre in Toronto on June the 16th. 1986, and we have done it every year since then. And then in the 90s, uh, we switched, and Joe Allen, who's one of the company members, came up with the idea of transferring it rather than doing it on a stage all the time, doing a walkabout, because the beaches area in Toronto is its kind of a it's, – it's, it's an anachronism. It's like this old-fashioned – uh, low, you know, just one-story buildings, two-story buildings. It's got, it really hasn't changed since the, you know, the 1900s. Yes, of course it has, but uh, geographically and the layout of the place hasn't changed. And each part of the opening scene, we have a promontory that we can stand on and look out at Lake Ontario, which stands in for the Martello Tower and the Irish Sea. And there's a beautiful strand, which is Sandy Mount Strand. At that stage, there's a little um, uh, pharmacy, that's an old-fashioned pharmacy. There's a bookstore, there's a library, and there's all kinds of, you know, the streets of the beaches kind of represent um, the streets of Dublin. So 
it's um, it's easy to imagine a recreation of uh, June the 16th, 1904, in that context. The actors are all dressed up. Some of the audience members dress up. There are musicians, balloons, mm. and then uh, we go from area to area and reenact dramatizations of certain sections of Ulysses. And then most years, but now because of COVID and restrictions, we have, we, you know, have a Bloomsday brunch, which is like our Davy Burns scene. So lots of music, lots of readings, lots of fun. Now, I, I had the pleasure of participating a few years back on the walk in the beaches. Okay. Uh, we happen to be down in Toronto uh, at the time, and uh, I remember it was very memorable, and it was a nice date. Uh, yeah, yeah, we promenade down the down through Kew Gardens, the park that that we place most of our of our outdoor scenes, and it's very relaxed and casual walk with the musicians playing as we go down, and and you know other people looking at us in our Edwardian costume and carrying blue balloons and and uh, and singing, and it's it's really good fun. Richard, when did you get hooked, or how the, did you get hooked? I, I'm the new kid. I, I've only been here 20 years. Um, I came. <laughs> I moved to Toronto in, in 2000, and my then girlfriend was part of the company uh, of the Anne Olivia Players, and uh, and she brought me to my first Bloomsday then. And I and, and I, I like exactly as Mary describes the book came alive. I. I, you know, I, I think I had made attempts at, at looking at Ulysses when I was when I was younger, but you know, never gone through it. And I saw, and I'll never forget, the Christmas dinner scene from A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man, which we which was done then, um, and it was Joyce Campion as Dante and Sean Mulcahy as um, as Stephen's father in that scene, and the and the the drama that was unleashed in that, I just I never seen anything like it, and and I, I I thought it was one of the great scenes in all of drama, let alone did just come from a book. And to see it lifted with with such power by these actors really was compelling. And I and I and I was hooked. And then and then you know Mary let me in the next year, and I I, uh, I started uh, in Bloomsday and and have remained ever since. I don't like I'm the one, but I. I I'm uh, now um, uh, directing as Mary has sort of, uh, well, partially retired from, from Bloomsday. So, but, Mary, uh, when, you, when you said <laughs> that, that the initial ones, you put it on indoors on stage, how was your audience reaction or how, how was the, the public reaction to this in the early years? Oh, it was amazing. It was so good in the first years that we actually ran it for a whole week um, in 80, I think it was 87 or 88 we rented the theatre for a week and we got an audience uh, every night. Yeah, I think what people realise is I, Joyce has gotten such bad press, a bit like uh, Beckett, you know, like the um, so yeah, it's like, they become like a no a no go area. Oh, it's too difficult. It's like you need a PhD in English literature to even open the book, you know. So I think what um, because I have a background in theatre and because we were working with actors is that. There's so much drama, like the and comedy and My comedy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The great thing about <laughs> Joyce is, and he did. He always wanted to write plays, and he did write one, Exile, which is so turgid. It's it's kind of it's unplayable. Great big chunks of it, you know. But 
within Ulysses, the scenes jump off the place, like the drama, the exchange, the characters. He's like, he's, he's a dramatist. Yeah. And I think, I think the blooms they experience from the Toronto side anyway, and it's how we do it. It's very much less academic, I'd say. And more, we're, we're trying to stealthily give you a kind of a play of Ulysses in that we really, curtail the scenes into something that flows as a play might. It gives you a beginning, middle, and end. We do jump around a little bit, but the the experience that we're trying to achieve, even though we have we have we we're, it's a reading and there's gaps between scenes and 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 you know pauses in the in the in the production as we walk about from space to space. The idea is still to keep a story going, and and that and that you have a a through line that people can really connect to and, and, and go through an experience as you might a play. And it also it demystifies the text because the thing is, if you have heard, and it's, it's the same thing, and uh, Richard is much more familiar with this, you know, uh, because he's uh, working on a recording of Finnegan's Wake, but it's like, it's because Joyce had such a sense of music, like the music of language and his his ear was so attuned, and as a singer musician himself, but the the um, the 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 language is so the language is is so alive that it uh, and it also it allows people that once they have heard these scenes and entered into them and found the humanity and the sadness and the joy and the pathos and the um, the this you know, plethora of characters, this whole city full of characters that have been introduced to, it allows them then to feel confident enough to actually start reading the book and knowing that if they get stuck, you know, on some of the episodes, as they have, you know, (laughs) in a elliptical (laughs) you know, but it's like, just keep going because there Uh, are, you know, uh, absolutely wonderful. I admit admit, quite honestly, Oxen of the Sun, the, the, the episode that takes place in Hollis Street is I still, I get tiny little sections of it, but it's, after all the times I've gone through it, is the one thing that just stumps me every time. But <laughs> there is enough that people, so that's, yeah, I do feel, I there's a certain proselytizing going on, if you want, <laughs> in the sense of, don't believe all you've heard about Ulysses, you know. Yeah, so Mary, where I'm coming from as well, though, is that I think we've all experienced over the last 20 to 25 years the changing demographic of the Irish community, particularly in Canada. Right. And that 20 years ago or so, you know, there was a theatre company here, Tara Players were here. Um, there were, and across the country, there were, I, I guess, Irish amateur drama was very vibrant and it has been struggling, particularly in the last 10 years. Um, so capturing an audience when you started this and you launched it to maintain the momentum, have you noticed much of a difference in the demographics and the reaction from the audience over the, that period? Yeah, we've been very, um, actually one, um, when we did our centenary, um, celebration in 2004, we did huge big celebration. I mean, you know, the, uh, what was the original parliament building? This, uh, St. Lawrence Hall, you know, from the 1800s was, you know, our venue. Oh, yeah. and 
It was, um, but, um, and the Cantor, I grew up in uh, Joyce's area in Dublin, like, you know, Dolphins Bar, Clumbrazzle Street, where Bloom supposedly was born. I used to walk down every day to school. So that was my, that was my, uh, that was my neck of the woods. But we got in touch with, um, so what I'm saying is that the Cantor from, the son of the Cantor from the synagogue that was around the corner from us on the South Circular Road near Denora Avenue came and gave, gave a talk about what it was growing up Jewish in uh, Dublin in the whatever it was the 50s and 60s which was absolutely marvelous i mean it was it was it was a highlight but uh, we got in touch with some people from the uh, Dublin Jewish community living in Toronto and that was wonderful that was i mean the uh, Philip Turk um who uh, a Jew born in Dublin uh, and moved here? He was one of our biggest sponsors and supporters, and that was that was really really special. That sort of that that connection. Um, yes, I I have noticed a difference. The thing is, the Irish community who the Irish community in Toronto, it's probably the same in Ottawa and across the country that went out and did things, that formed community centres, that kept all the things going, the Ireland Fund, the St. Patrick's Day Parade, the Rose of Tralee, the, um, all of these different um, uh, Irish organizations, the GAA, all of those, the um, Irish seniors, they are now a much older. They're, a, they're, a, they're, you know, they're an older generation now. And the younger people, the younger Irish are very, very different. I think the more individualistic, I mean, they come from, their world is so different. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, they're, um, they assimilate probably much more quickly. And because of their experience of being part of the EU and probably doing Erasmus years in Europe and living in various places even before they graduate, they're also, I think, a much more educated um, uh, uh, group. And they don't seem to have the need to connect or congregate or um, create an Irish identity. Maybe having lived in the EU, they're confident enough and they, they, they're fluid enough in terms of. But no, I haven't seen. And that is actually something that does concern us. It's like there are a couple of younger um, actors coming in. Um, to Bloomsday, but yeah. there's an awful lot of, you know, myself and the older ones, I just looking at it, who have been absolutely like, you know, done Trojan work over the years and you're just there irreplaceable and you just think, where, where are the, you know, where are the, not, I don't want to say replacements, but where's the next generation mm-hmm. to, to take mm-hmm. it on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, that is huge, huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess part of that is, that uh, hoping that I guess seeds that you guys are planting uh, start to reap um, native talent and encourage native talent to come in. Well, that's the other thing is that I would say our audience is, I mean, Richard, what would you say? Uh, is it like 50-50 Irish um, and non-Irish? It's actually at the moment it's been supported by as many people just even in terms of our sponsors, they are they would they would break down this. Um, I don't know if it's fifty fifty, but certainly there's you know huge enthusiasm among a, a certain you know um, demographic in Toronto that just loves 
Bloomsday, and that may have some connection with Ireland, but not necessarily. It's kind of yeah. more an idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they've been immersed in Irish writing. They've taken all kinds of, you know, like Yeats and Seamus Heaney, and so this is an extension yeah. of that. They're, they're but, Irish adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. they're not, if they're not Irish or you know, first generation or, or like me and you know, an early, an early immigrant, uh, they're, they're, there's usually some connection with our audience. But then, yeah, there are people like we were just talking about Richard, uh, who is who, an audience member of ours who joined us in like, roughly the time, that you know that I came on, and he's been with us every year and has no connection to Ireland, but his interest is so keen. And he's a young guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 went into Joyce studies and is now this year giving a, a talk at the Joyce Symposium. Um, so th- there are people who have been with us who are not necessarily connected, but like Mary said, maybe about maybe about fifty percent. And, and it's 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 encouraging. I think that we're seeing signs from the Irish government that cultural spending and cultural outreach are more on the agenda now than they've been and that may help um festivals like like us and help irish cultural outreach in 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 canada and other places that uh that that there's more funding and more um more interest generally and the the new ambassador to ireland he he's a really keen joyce he's on you know he's not a scholar but he's he really knows his he mm-hmm. really knows his Joyce and, and um, has been very interested in 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 uh, in, in uh, Joyce related projects. So that that kind of thing, that kind of thing really helps. Yeah, oh, I can, absolutely. I, yeah, that is that is a huge huge uh, factor. You know that Richard has mentioned is that mm-hmm. it really is it's very very recent in terms of you know my working on on Bloomsday. It's very very recent and it's so gratifying to see that finally finally, finally <laughs> the Irish government is recognizing oh Irish culture oh people actually oh my goodness me so yeah. that is um, that's that's a huge factor and I must say just to second what uh, what Richard has said is that in February of this year. Um, for in to celebrate the, uh, the the 100th anniversary of the publication of Ulysses, there were a number of events that um, involved the embassy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was this um, uh, Encounters with Ulysses, which was uh, a Trans Canada um, show. It's uh, and it's it's available on their uh, on on our yeah. website, and there's a link on our website and a link on the embassy um, YouTube uh, website. So what it was was there were actors and people like Mary Walsh and Andy Jones in Newfoundland. And there was, um, there were people from, um, uh, from Montreal. Vancouver. And, uh, and uh, Vancouver and Ottawa. And it was this, um, so it was people talking about some of their favorite scenes and why. And it was hosted uh, by the ambassador. Uh, the person from um, Ottawa was, was um, Margaret Harvey O'Kelly. Yes. And uh, so, Oh, she's fabulous. Um, yeah. She's she so good. So what was wonderful was here was the embassy hosting us and on, and he's so comfortable. And like the ambassador before Jim Kelly, they 
really no other way around, um, you know, Irish literature. In fact, you just think it must be a prerequisite now to be an ambassador that you actually have to have like a degree or total immersion in Irish culture. Oh, and, you knew how to you spun it on now. Joyce, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was marvelous. And then we also did, um, myself and him had a conversation about the women behind, uh, Ulysses. You know, uh, like Sylvia Beach and Harriet Shaw Weaver. And it was so, it's just, it's so new and so different that it kind of, it's head spinning. It's like, oh my God. And. Yeah, it was a real infusion of energy. It was, yeah. yeah. And you can apply for grants. Isn't how amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get down some housekeeping here because I know that you guys, we talked about it is a, a stroll about a walkabout, but you do have a plan A and you do have a plan B. Yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, and just because we, we, you know, we're, we call it, we're calling this year Bloomsday Al Fresco, and it's really a, 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 you know, a twofold celebration. One of the hundredth anniversary of, of the publication of Ulysses, and two, just getting outside together again after we, we, we've done the last couple of Bloomsdays via Zoom, as so many, you know, companies have done, and and now we're just looking forward to getting back outside and getting back to the beach and with our audience together, and communing over our love of, of James Joyce. So that's that's plan A, to be together outside. But of course, it could easily rain. We would we would hope everybody's doing their rain dances for um, <laughs> for so, June 16th this year, but we will have a plan a plan B and you know, we'll we'll abide by uh, you know, masking and social distance and we've secured a, a, a decent space uh, um, at the uh, it's the United Church, isn't it? Yeah, the Beaches United The Beaches United Church, Church. and, and they they have a large um, a large room which has good air exchange, and that's that's our plan B. And you know, hopefully they don't mind the very secular content of uh, of, of Ulysses. <laughs> Not only the very secular content, the the content that successfully got it banned. For... <laughs> <laughs> so you guys get underway at 9:30 a.m. Uh, yes. under Plan A, where you you gather at the beaches. No, it's, it's 9:30 a.m. No matter rain yeah. or rain or sun. We right, start yeah. at 9.30 a.m., yeah. yeah. And we'll if, it, if it's raining, head for the Beaches United Church. If it's not raining, you head for the library. That's right, Perfect. Beaches Library, yeah. There's a lovely spot just at the head of Kew Gardens. It's where we gather, and it really frames it nicely because our start always begins with the scene uh, which evokes the streetcars. And so we have streetcars running by us as we're talking about the trams that uh, mm-hmm. the, the Dublin timekeeper balls them off. And so, uh, so often we have a we have a, a, a cameo from from the TTC. Fantastic! And mm-hmm. all the details are available at torontobloomsday.com. And the big day, of course, is June sixteenth, nine thirty a.m. You run up until about uh, about lunchtime. Um, are you continuing on after that? Oh, continue- yeah. Well, it probably will go till around one thirty-two, depending. Right. I mean, there's a sing-along. It's um, obviously indoors. You know, if it's rainy, we're not going to have a sing-along indoors. It's too high risk. But outdoors, we'll have um, a sing-along. Uh, Kevin Kennedy is absolutely marvellous. Right. Wonderful Indeed. actor, wonderful singer, and gets everybody uh, singing along. And uh, Richard has quite a lovely singing voice, too. No. I sort of stay low. Ah, <laughs> oh, but you, you should you you should hear her, her uh, a biddy mulligan now. 
We, I need to keep an eye on the clock here. Richard and Mary, I am so delighted that we got the opportunity to connect. Uh, hopefully you get to implement Plan A. Thank yes. you, yes. And uh, thank you indeed for both for coming along. And again, the website is torontobloomsday.com and the day to mark is the 16th of June. Thank you so much, Austin. Lovely. Really thank lovely you. Yes.